a little boy. This time it's her touch that draws me back. I feel her fingers and her thumbs on me. They hold my head and tilt it. They stroke my hair and lift it to feel the length of it. And then the comb moves through it, and I feel the teeth of the comb against my scalp. I hear the sound of the scissors snip and snip, snip. And her voice sings in me ear, and her breath is on me skin. And the cutters sweep up from the back of me neck towards me head, and the sweep over my temples. Then I feel the fingers rubbing the brill cream onto me, and I smell the smell of that. And then she finishes her combing, and she laughs, and strokes me cheek, and she says, How lucky she is to have such a lad. Now the vision comes, and I see the woman and the boy before me in the little room. Much time has passed since he was the baby on the bed. He's a little boy. He's sitting by the table on a chair, and she's behind him, and the sunlight shining down on them from the square above. She's taking a towel from his shoulders now and tipping the snipped-off hair into the toilet and flushing it away. He smiles and runs his fingers across the new, sharp, lovely stubble on his temples and neck. That'll do, she tells him. Billy's back to bonniness again. She kisses his cheek. She smiles. But look closely. Her eyes are tired. She sags a bit. Time's already started taking its toll on her. He sees a mouse running along the bottom of the wall. Then another. He points, he waves, he squeaks, he laughs. Mouse, he cries. Mouse, eek, 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 eek. She laughs as well. She says she wishes she could do something about them. But what's to do? Blink Bonnie's riddled with them. And it could be worse, it could be rats. Don't encourage them, Billy. Eek, eek, he goes. Eek, eek. She sighs. Don't, she says. She gives him a cup of Lugazid and she gives him a biscuit. She says she's got to go out to cut and style and trim. She kisses him and leaves and locks the door behind her. Bye-bye, he whispered. Bye-bye. I go closer as I write. It's like seeing a ghost of myself. It's like being in the afterlife and trying to contact a spirit and bring it back again. I could almost touch myself. Billy, I whisper. Billy. He doesn't move, of course, doesn't flinch, squeaks like a mouse, then crouches by the wall and crumbles the biscuit and backs away and watches the nervous mice come closer to nibble and eat. Billy, I whisper, Billy. Does he hear me? He goes dead still. He looks around. Don't be afraid, I say. It's just me, I say. It's just you. He blinks and shakes his head. Eek, eek. He crumbles the biscuit. Eek, eek. I don't want to scare him, so I speak no more to him, but I can't leave him, and the pencil keeps on moving, and I keep on writing. I write these things of memory and of love, the green carpet with the red and yellow flowers on it, the walls with the great cracks and gouges in them, the crumbling ceiling with the fine roots growing down through it, the little window to the sky, the locked door which is the door I must never go through, yes, even that is a thing of love. I stare into the grain of it and the cracks in its frame and I see tiny worms and beetles that live in it. I write the bed with the red cover on it, the little blue sofa, the pictures on the wall. I gaze into these pictures now. They show the holy island. I remember how Mam told me that the island was like a little bit of heaven. It was a place where saints once walked. It was a place that sometimes floated on the water and sometimes rested on the land. She used to say that we would go together there one fine day.